Escape to Summer with Victoria's Secret's just-arrived collection of swim and other sun-ready silhouettes. Pack your bags with new styles from the Very Sexy Collection, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy push-up bra in on-trend hues like green, citron, and black shine. Rewind to the future with the VS Archive Swim Collection, inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. Plus, mix and match with their wide range of bikini tops and bottoms to find your dream suit. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charged the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league, starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's clip streaming June 4th only on Hulu. Staying consistent is hard, but it's important if you want to see results. Symbiotica is one of the fastest growing health and wellness companies right now, and they're one of the only brands that are committed to your health. They only use the cleanest and purest ingredients in their formulas. No seed oils, no preservatives or toxins. Let me walk you through my morning routine. I wake up, make my coffee, and then make sure to fill my water with Symbiotica Pure Hydration before my early morning workout. They source the best ingredients from all around the world, and I've loved every supplement I've tried so far. What's even better is that Symbiotica makes it a breeze to stay on track. With a subscription, your supplements arrive at your doorstep every month. Ready to feel the results? Head over to Symbiotica.com and use code POD for 15% off your subscription order. For the love, there is nothing worse than shaving your legs. A total game changer to my beauty routine is Nair. That is right, the OG hair removal. Nair saves me so much time, and the best part is no nicks, no cuts, and you will have smooth skin for days. You have to make sure to check out Nair's new sensational shower creams and body creams. My favorite shower cream is the Moroccan Argan Oil and Orange Blossom. The scent creates the ultimate pampering experience. Smell for yourself. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. This is Teddy Teapot with Teddy Mellencamp. Hi, guys. Welcome back to this week of Teddy Teapod. Thank you so much for emailing in. We did a podcast on infertility and so many responses about like, hey, Teddy, cover the other side of the story. People who don't want to have kids. So um, I wanted to lean into that a little bit. I, I mean, I know from my own personal experience I, most of you guys know, I used to ride horses professionally. And before I met my husband, that's what I did. And I always said, you know what? I don't want to have kids. It's not something I'm interested in doing. I really want to focus on my riding career. And it, it wasn't something I even put much thought into. It was just something I would say, because I was like, you know what? This is something that, you know, I'm on the road all the time. It's not going to work for, for this lifestyle and blah, blah, blah. And then I met Edwin and I still kind of thought that same way. And it wasn't until I met his daughter that I was like, wow, I, you know, this is something I really do want. And that all those reasons I was feeling that way was because of fear of being vulnerable or not being the perfect mother or any of those things. So that, you know, also kind of plays into this topic that we're in because I know that people can change their mind, but I also know that some people will not change their mind. And I, I said something on the show that I'm on my very first season. And I, it was when I was talking about my infertility struggles and I said something along the lines of, you know, when I couldn't get pregnant I was putting so much pressure on myself and I was really beating myself up because I couldn't get pregnant and I felt like it was my job as a woman. And I cannot even tell you how many people reached out to me enraged. Like, how could you say that? And it was my own personal pressure I had put on myself that, you know, of course, I don't feel like everybody should feel that way, but it was something I had done. But that really leads me to that topic of, 
yes, for the other side of the coin, for the people that don't want to have kids versus the people being okay with not having kids due to circumstances. You know, somebody I know is talking about how people will constantly ask her, how many kids do you have? And she goes, zero. And she just watches their face panic and squirm on what to ask next. I mean, even our own engineer, Easton, has shared with us that he and his wife do not want to do not want kids. Uh, can you share a little bit about that thought process, how you guys came along to discussing that? Was it right from the beginning? Yeah, yeah. Um, when we got married two years ago, this is something we talked about. And uh, at the time, we were very much like, oh, I don't know. I, don't, I at least I want to do it right now. Uh, you know, that's if, if that's something we want to do, it's not right now. And now that it's been a couple of years, we talked about it again and we're like, I, I, I don't, I don't want to do, neither of us has had that drive to like, to be a parent or, um, continue our, our DNA. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, for a while I felt like it was, um, wrong or something, you know, but I thought about it and, uh, I, I just, I would feel so guilty bringing a life into this world that I wasn't like absolutely dying to have. You know, and do you feel like your family or her family ever puts pressure on you guys or your friends ask questions like, well, when are you guys going to have kids? You know, and what is your response to that? And then do you think you're judged afterwards? Oh, yeah. My, my, my dad wants us to have kids so badly, so badly. And it's it's like it, it's irritating. But <laughs> I, you know, I, I tell him like, uh, no, it's, it's probably not going to happen. So get get used to that idea. And then, um, you know, if I meet people. Cause when you tell someone you're, you're probably not going to have kids, they think like, Oh, well do you, I have kids. Do you dislike me? Do you think that I'm doing something wrong? And, oh, right. <laughs> you know? And the, and the answer is no. <laughs> like, like I, I love a lot of my friends have kids and I love those kids and I love my friends. Um, you know, I, I don't drink either. And that's a, there's a very similar, I, I've seen a similar reaction when, and if someone says like, Oh, do you want to get a drink with me? I'm like, Oh, actually I don't drink. Then it becomes like, Oh, well you're attacking me or something. Cause I do. And the answer is no, I, I, I'm very self-centered. I'm, I'm very, uh, I, I only focus on myself. Another reason why I don't think I should have kids, but, um, uh, I do feel a certain amount of pressure. I think that it's much uh, less than it used to be. I think like, you know, 20 years ago, it was a lot worse, but, uh, I still do feel pressure from people to, to, you know, after you've married for X amount of years, you should start a family. Yeah. It's like, it's like protocol. Yeah. yeah it's like, Hey, Hey man, the fun and games are over. You gotta, you gotta start raising kids. But so do you guys, do you and your wife ever think about, Oh, maybe we'll change our mind. Are you guys like, no, I, I really feel because somebody, we're going to have a guest on later who she did a documentary. And one of the people in the documentary is a 25 year old who wants to sterilize herself. Wow. So she cannot, the possibility of having kids is no longer an option. And, you know, like, so of course I understand somebody not wanting to, but then I also wonder like, what if you change your mind, you know, like, how do you, how do you really know? Exactly. We're not at the point where like, I'm going to be undergoing any medical procedures to prevent this from ever <laughs> That's happening. what I was going to yeah. say. Like, would you have a vasectomy? No, no, I, I, I'm not against it. You know, a lot of my friends have had vasectomies and they have very healthy, uh, fun lives. Um, I, I'm, I'm not like obviously people can grow and change and uh, people's perspectives on life change. So, um, you know, I don't think it's totally out of the cards, but I'm, you know, I'm, Hey, I'm 32. It's not, I'm not getting any younger, you know? And, and, uh, I know our window to, to do it in a healthy, easy way is closing. So, you know, we've talked about if we're going to do it, we'll probably adopt. Right. Uh, yeah. I think that's probably what we would do. Yeah. I think it's just such an interesting topic because there is so many, I mean, even celebrities out there who have chosen not to have kids, you know, I can run down the list. It's Sarah Paulson, Allison Bree, Tracy Ellis Ross, Helen Mirren, Kim Cattrall, Jennifer Aniston, Oprah Winfrey, Cameron Diaz, Ashley Judd, Winona Ryder, Rashida Jones, Cameron Diaz, Chelsea Handler, Ellen DeGeneres, Oprah, Renee Zellweger, Marissa Tomei, Rachel Ray, Betty White. And yet you're constantly reading in the press so-and-so is pregnant, you know, like, it's like, we just can't accept that somebody may not want to have kids. I, so what is it in us that feels the need to just drive that home or make somebody that's made that choice uncomfortable? What is it in us that feels the need that we have to understand their exact feeling? And, um, 
So that's why I'm so excited to have these different people on that have completely different experiences talking about the difference between childless to child free. So guys, we're going to take a little break and then we're going to have Amy Blackstone on. She wrote a book called Child Free by Choice. And I think she'll be awesome to talk to about this topic. Oh, and other news, I have a gift for y'all. If you are in LA or Southern California and you love Sheryl Crow, we have something special for you. See Sheryl Crow in a private performance at the iHeartRadio Theater in Los Angeles. The best part? It's free. Y'all know I love free. All you have to do is email us at teddyt at iHeartRadio.com to RSVP. The show is Monday, December 2nd at 7 p.m. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owners' racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charged the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league, starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's clip streaming June 4th only on Hulu. Happy Pride from Tomboy X, celebrating pride in the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women, creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes three extra small through six x visit tomboyx.com do you want zero dollar delivery fees try dash pass by doordash you won't regret it whether it's food from your favorite restaurants groceries from across town or anything in between dash pass is the most affordable way to get everything you need delivered right to your door Get more from delivery for less with Dash Pass, $0 delivery fees, and reduced service fees on eligible DoorDash orders. Sign up for Dash Pass today and get your first 30 days free if you're a new member. Subject to change, terms apply. Open the door to $0 delivery fees and savings you can't get anywhere else. Sign up for Dash Pass today only on DoorDash and get your first 30 days free if you're a new member. Subject to change. Terms apply. You like to watch the new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump. Join Lisa and her hand-selected staff at Chateau Rosabelle, a glamorous estate in the French countryside, as they live, work, and play together 24-7. Vanderpump Villa is where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. Don't miss the new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. Season 5 promises new horizons for the entire Kardashian clan. And if you're looking for steamy streams, check out Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise. The sizzling new reality show set on the Caribbean island of Grand Cayman, where the rich come to play. But be warned, it's a small island and secrets don't stay secret for long. So come check out what's new on Hulu this month. It's streaming now and it's waiting for you on Hulu. So guys, we have Amy Blackstone on the line. She wrote Child Free by Choice. Thank you so much for joining us today. Absolutely. So I have to ask this first. Um, (laughs) Do you have kids? I do not. You do not. Okay. So (laughs) what kind of led you to write this book? Well, um, very appropriate that you asked the question, because although the book is based on my sociological research on the topic, what what drove me to do this research really was a personal quest. Um, I'm 47 years old now, and when I was in my mid-30s, I had a bunch of friends, one after another, um, share with me that they were pregnant, and they were happily so, and I was happy for them. Um, But I realized that as they were starting their families, to use the most common vernacular, um, I wasn't feeling the same pull toward motherhood that so many of them described. So I really wanted to understand, I started out wanting to understand what was wrong with me and discovered that I'm not alone in in this sort of lack of, of 
pull toward motherhood. And then, in fact, um, what we think of as the natural drive to become a mother is really more social than it is genetic. And the research took off from there. So I, I learned that early on, and then I started interviewing a lot of child-free women and men to learn about their experiences with that identity and then also to, to try to understand what drove that choice for them. Right. And I have a question. I know you're speaking sure. a lot about women, but isn't there men as well who don't want to have kids? I mean, even George Clooney had said, I've always <laughs> known fatherhood wasn't for me. Raising kids is a huge commitment and has to be your top priority. For me, that priority is my work. That's why I'll never get married again. Well, he did say that, but then look what happened. <laughs> Things change. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so that's, I mean, you know, it's, sure. it's definitely not just a women thing, but I, I, I'm just curious because I, I do completely understand, but why is it, has it become something where if somebody meets somebody over a certain age, the first question is how many kids do you have? And then it, well, what, it really what's, is. The, what's a good answer to give back? I mean, what is a way to kind of, I mean, in a way of saying this and the not nicest of way to shut them up. <laughs> well, I mean, in fairness to people who ask that it is, for many people, it's a safe icebreaker. It's an easy thing to ask about. And, and more people of a certain age have children than don't. So it does feel like a comfortable thing to ask. But yes, you raise a good point. Well, how do you respond if you're either a person like myself who has opted out of parenthood or, or I think even worse, if you're a person who wanted to be a parent but couldn't become one for any number of reasons, that question can really be hurtful for people. So one, one way that that I respond when I get that question is I say, well, I don't have any kids, but one thing that I'm really passionate about is skiing or roller derby, or I love reading about wine and try to direct the conversation to another area where we might find some common ground. And how do you kind of, because a lot of it is the difference between not wanting to have kids or people that because of circumstances don't have kids. Right, and I feel like right. then people want to grill even more on that. Or what if you change your mind or, you know, all of those things. I mean, I even I even ask that question and I have to, like, stop myself. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think that in terms of people who make the choice not to be parents, it's important to take them at their word, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to trust what they're saying. And that doesn't mean that everybody, you know, holds firm in that decision. Some people, George Clooney is a great example, do change their minds. But that doesn't mean that everybody does, nor does it mean that we shouldn't take people at their word in the moment that they're sharing it. And why do you think there's like a shame around it? around not being a parent? Yes. Like why do, why do people put that on to, onto yeah. others? Well, I honestly think that for many people, it, the idea that parenthood is actually a choice is so foreign. I mean, especially for girls. I mean, think about walking down like the aisle of a Toys R Us and the boys aisle versus the girls aisle. We know that girls are taught from a very young age that a natural role for them is to become a mother there. That's expected. Uh, and it's expected that they will feel driven to do that. So to challenge that idea, I think really for some people, it gets to their core understanding of the way the world works. And so when you question that, it calls all kinds of things into question for them. Yeah. And I mean, I also feel that sometimes people will start saying, um, my life is more fulfilled because I have children than you, you know, that type of thing. Yeah. And they're starting to put that on somebody, which is their own, I mean, their own issues. I, I, I guess I just, I'm trying to understand how we right. as a community can be more understanding and less judgmental. Yeah, I mean, that's <laughs> that's the ideal. And this is one of the things I address in my book that, yes, it's true for many parents having children may be the most fulfilling thing for them. And that's wonderful. But that doesn't mean that there aren't other ways to find fulfillment. Uh, and there are many ways to leave a legacy, to make a difference in the world. And I think if we can get ourselves to understand that parenthood is one way to do that and an important way to do that, but not the only way to do it, we'll start to understand the child-free choice a little bit better. And I mean, I think also something that you hear a lot is like, we decided to have a kid to save our marriage. 
Yeah. And yeah. and then how is that any better of a choice? You know, <laughs> to <laughs> right, me, it's right. like, really? Yeah. I mean, the, you raise a good point. One thing I heard from many of the child-free women and men I interviewed was that they recognize that parenthood is such an important role and takes so much effort that only people who truly <laughs> want to do it, only people who are all in and going in eyes wide open should be doing it because it's hard enough and we shouldn't be having people do it for any other reason than that they want to do it. Yeah. I mean, and then also I've, as I started reading, you know, different research and things like that, I've noticed mm-hmm. that the the reason that women kind of say they don't want is a little bit different than the men. The men's like, I love to travel. I want to, you know, I like to continue living this life where a woman yeah. may be like, I just don't have that urge. And yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, one of the other differences I found in my own research was that women are more likely to mention an interest in nurturing the relationships that they have at present. So often that's with a spouse or a partner. So many of the women that I interviewed said, you know, my relationship with my husband is so important to me that I don't want to have to give up time to to that. I don't want to have to give up um, all of the things that I do to nurture that connection. And, And it was more often women than men that mentioned that. And do you think in the next 10 years, things will change? Like, will it become more commonplace and more accepted to not want kids? I hope so. And if we look at the way that our culture has changed over the last 40 years, I would say that that's the direction we're headed in. Um, I mean, if somebody proclaimed that they'd opted out of parenthood 40 or 50 years ago, the the societal reaction to that was much stronger than than it is today. So while child-free people still today get a lot of pushback, and there's certainly still a stigma associated with the choice, we're in a better place than we were decades ago. And so I have to believe, in part because I'm an optimist, that we will be in a better place in future decades. And I have a question. Are you in a relationship? I am. I'm going to celebrate my 25th anniversary next month. Congratulations. I mean, thank you. I mean, (laughs) studies show that that um, child free women are the happiest group of people. (laughs) um, Well, they they do. But I will. One one thing to note is that for parents, happiness, there's more. It's more of a roller coaster. (laughs) Right. Well, I, I have a question. So from the very beginning, was this a topic that you and your husband fully agreed on? Well, it's funny. It was, but we both assumed that we would become parents. Um, So the choice not to become a parent was one that we made over time. And we got married pretty young. I was 22. He was 23. He was my high school sweetheart. Um, So, and I'd spent my whole teenage years uh, babysitting. I nannied throughout college. So I really did think that I was destined for motherhood. And my husband assumed the same thing. And then over the years, um, for the first 10 years or so of our marriage, I just kept saying, I'm too young, I'm too young, I'm too young, I'm not ready yet. And then by the time uh, I hit my mid-30s, when friends of mine were becoming mothers, I realized, you know, I really don't think I want to become a mother. <laughs> so, it, But it definitely was a process. And my husband and I would check in with each other every few years. And neither of us felt compelled at any point to do it. And then we finally just embraced the reality that that we liked our lives as it was, as it was, and that we wanted to stay child free. And I mean, you guys are that that's great because oftentimes that's not the case, right? I, I know. Yeah. I mean, I, we, we are really lucky, frankly, that we came to the same place <laughs> because that's not always true for couples. And I do think this is one of the biggest deal breakers for couples because having kids is not something that you can compromise on. Either you have them or you don't. And what do you recommend to our listeners out there that don't want to have kids, but they're, you know, in a newish relationship, it's not in their opinion, they don't even know if they're going to get married or what what's going to happen next. So when do you think that conversation starts to happen? And also how do you get that person to actually believe you? Because I've heard, I've heard yeah. men all the time, you know, or women say, oh, I don't want kids. Or blah, blah, blah. But like, it's, you know, 10 years later, yeah. they have three little ones. 
<laughs> well, this is a question that I get all the time from the child-free people that I meet with and, and work with. And I think it, it's super important to be as honest as you can be from the from the very beginning. Um, and as I said earlier, taking people at their word is critical. Um, you know, do people change their minds? Sometimes they do. Yeah. But um, it, better to be honest from the beginning than <laughs> than not. So I think the best way to head it off, again, is, is to talk about, it might feel funny talking about having kids when you're newly dating a person, um, but I think it's a signal of your values and the life that you envision for yourself. And those are things that I think people at any stage of dating should be talking about. And I have a question. Do you think that this decision comes, you know, from a very, a very, a very young age, like to the point where like something may have happened or like a friend of mine always says, people always ask me when I say I don't have kids, did something happen when you were younger? Do you have daddy issues? Like they start yeah. like going into this rabbit hole of trying to figure out and like diagnose why you've made this decision. Do you right. think there's yeah. anything that happens in, you know, nurture that switches this? Um, the data don't indicate that, that that's the case. I have to confess that that was a stereotype that I myself had of people who opt out of parenthood. So when I went, when I started the research myself, I thought, okay, I'm a special case because I had a great childhood. My parents were wonderful at their job. They're still married, but I must be unusual. And what I learned was <laughs> actually many child-free people don't have kids because they understand what what a job it was for their parents and what it took for them to be good parents and, and, you know, have decided they want to dedicate their attention and their lives to other causes. But um, it, it, there really isn't a lot of evidence to suggest that child-free people are more likely to have had, you know, a terrible childhood than people who, who have children. So it is a stereotype, and, but not supported. Yeah. Uh, and do you think if more, so oftentimes when celebrities choose not to have children, they just don't talk about it. Uh, right. Do you think if it was more spoken about, then it would become more accepted or do you think it would have any impact? Oh, I totally think it would have an impact. And yeah, I mean, shout out to all of the celebrities who are child free. Please talk about it because those who have have made such a difference, not just to child free people, although seeing, you know, seeing people in the public eye who are living lives of their choosing and and openly proclaiming their choices can be so gratifying um, as a child-free person, but also um, opening up the conversation so that everybody understands that parenthood is and can be and should be a choice rather than a mandate, um, I think will serve everybody well. So the, the more people who are in the public eye can be open about their choice, the better for everyone. Yeah, I mean, you would think the fact that Oprah doesn't have kids would make it know, <laughs> like I a <know>. more, <laughs> I, I hate to use it, the word in quotes, like acceptable thing because, right. you know, uh, she's Oprah. Right, exactly. But I, I agree with you. But I also think she has done a lot for the child-free community by simply being open about her choice. Um, we get to see that, oh, yeah, even this amazingly successful, generous, kind, wonderful person <laughs> yeah. is not a mother. No, it's incredible. And thank you so much for sharing with us and giving us your information, like all of your research. It's It's been really helpful, so I appreciate it. You're welcome. It's been fun. Thank you. All right. Talk soon. Okay. <laughs> Bye. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owners' racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charged the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league, starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's clip streaming June 4th only on Hulu. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. Do you want $0 delivery fees? Try Dash Pass by DoorDash. You won't regret it. 
Whether it's food from your favorite restaurants, groceries from across town, or anything in between, DashPass is the most affordable way to get everything you need delivered right to your door. Get more from delivery for less with DashPass, $0 delivery fees, and reduced service fees on eligible DoorDash orders. Sign up for DashPass today and get your first 30 days free if you're a new member. Subject to change, terms apply. Open the door to $0 delivery fees and savings you can't get anywhere else. Sign up for DashPass today only on DoorDash and get your first 30 days free if you're a new member. Subject to change. Terms apply. You like to watch the new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump. Join Lisa and her hand-selected staff at Chateau Rosabelle, a glamorous estate in the French countryside, as they live, work, and play together 24-7. Vanderpump Villa is where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. Don't miss the new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. Season 5 promises new horizons for the entire Kardashian clan. And if you're looking for steamy streams, check out Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise. The sizzling new reality show set on the Caribbean island of Grand Cayman, where the rich come to play. But be warned, it's a small island and secrets don't stay secret for long. So come check out what's new on Hulu this month. It's streaming now and it's waiting for you on Hulu. Okay, guys, we are back from our break. Uh, I wanted to get a millennial's perspective. So we are going to get Mary on the phone and chat with her. Hi, Mary. Thanks for taking the time to speak with us. Of course. Um, So I have a quick question for you. In the younger generation and between you and your friends, do you think this is like a rising trend right now? Um, I don't know if it's my, I don't know about the younger generation. I'm 32 and all of our friends have kids. So I don't know if it's maybe um, like now with like the millennials or younger kids, like maybe that's what's going on. But I'm not sure for my group and my generation, I'm probably one of the few that, um, that we're not having kids. Are you married? Yes, been married for five years, been with each other for 13. Wow, and did you guys speak about it from the beginning? Um, It was never like a sit-down conversation when we started dating. I think we were just both young, and we're both kind of the babies of the family, of both of our sides, um, that we kind of just like grew up, not like grew up together, but I was like 21 or yeah, around 20 when we met. So we kind of both just feel the same way. And do you think that there was an actual reason why you decided not to have kids? Yeah, I think, honestly, I think that kids are a huge responsibility. And I think, like, watching everybody have kids, I feel like it takes, like, a really big toll on a lot of people's relationships. And to be honest, it might sound selfish, but, like, I really enjoy me and my husband's life. I like that we can go see a movie on a Wednesday without, like, having to plan it months before and get a babysitter. I like just, like, picking up and we go to Newport and we can spend the night if we want. Like, um, I just really enjoy that, so. That's funny. That's actually the num- We just had another specialist on, and that was the number one reason she said it ends up happening. Um, do you think your husband feels exactly the same way? Yeah, I feel like, I mean, we both, I feel like we do. I mean, we've talked about it. Obviously, it's not like an un, unspoken, you know, but I, yeah, I think he feels the same way. And we're both like, he has brothers and I'm the baby of three sisters. And I feel like we both love being an aunt and uncle and we get to babysit them and spoil them and kind of take advantage of being the whole aunt and uncle. And then we get to do our own thing and travel and, um, you know, not have that huge responsibility. That's such a good point because so often we think that because somebody doesn't want kids that it means they don't like being around kids. But really, that's not the case right. at all. You love doing it. You no. love being an auntie. You love doing all of those things. You just know for yourself it's a personal decision. 100%. I, we love, all of our friends have kids and the kids come over all the time and we get to be like the fun aunt and uncle and I love my nieces to death. I just don't 
personally, it's not for me, but I, like, love them. It doesn't, yeah, I think everyone thinks that just because you don't want kids, everyone thinks you hate kids, but it's not it at all. And how do your parents feel about it? I think I am actually in the clear because I have older siblings. (laughs) I think it would be a lot harder if I was the only child. It would be a lot more pressure, but I think that they just know how we've, we've been together for so long, and it's not like a rash decision. It's just something. I think they get it now. I think it's a lot. It seems a lot harder raising kids today with social media and the phones. Like, we didn't grow up like that. I didn't get a phone until I was driving at 16. So I think they get it. They're grandparents now. Right. I mean, do you feel like you get any pressure, any shame, or any of those types of things by friends or people that ask you guys those questions? Or has it become more acceptable? I think in the beginning I did. Like when we got married, I was 27, and no, none of our friends had kids yet. So we, everyone was like, oh, are you going to have, they didn't understand it. But it's crazy. Now that everyone has kids, nobody questions it. Everyone's (laughs) like, yeah, if if you're not on board, don't do it. Right. It makes sense because it is so strange to me that people get a little weirded out by it. And then they feel the need to start grilling and thinking it's something that happened in their past, you know, all of those things. Um, Yeah. And then so I have to ask on the grilling topic, what what would you do if your husband all of a sudden changed his mind or you changed his your mind? Um. I mean, obviously, we would have a, we're like best friends and we would have a discussion about it. I wouldn't know exactly what would happen, but yeah, something obviously we would talk about and be open about because it is a really big topic and a really big responsibility that you have to think of everything around it. It's not just you have a kid and that's it. It's, I just feel like everyone gets, it seems like every, it's a toll on everyone because everyone's so tired, everyone's working, you have to make a certain amount of money now to take care of your family. So I I would always have a conversation with him about it. I know. I I think that, you know, and there's also a whole group of people who it's, you know, are okay with having kids, but are deathly afraid to get pregnant. And so, I mean, so that just adds like a whole nother dynamic to it. Um, I love hearing from you and I hope that, you know, my asking questions is really just because that's the nature of this podcast. We like to dig deep into all different, you know, thought processes. So I just wanted to thank you for taking the time to talk with us. Of course. No problem. Thank you so much. (laughs) Bye. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charged the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league, starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's clip streaming June 4th only on Hulu. Happy Pride from Tomboy X, celebrating pride in the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women, creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes three extra small through six X visit tomboyx.com. Do you want $0 delivery fees? Try dash pass by DoorDash. You won't regret it. Whether it's food from your favorite restaurants, groceries from across town or anything in between dash pass is the most affordable way to get everything you need delivered right to your door. Get more from delivery for less with Dash Pass, $0 delivery fees, and reduced service fees on eligible DoorDash orders. Sign up for Dash Pass today and get your first 30 days free if you're a new member. Subject to change, terms apply. Open the door to $0 delivery fees and savings you can't get anywhere else. Sign up for Dash Pass today only on DoorDash and get your first 30 days free if you're a new member. Subject to change. Terms apply. You like to watch the new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new because Hulu has new stuff all the time. 
like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump. Join Lisa and her hand-selected staff at Chateau Rosabelle, a glamorous estate in the French countryside, as they live, work, and play together 24-7. Vanderpump Villa is where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. Don't miss the new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. Season five promises new horizons for the entire Kardashian clan. And if you're looking for steamy streams, check out Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise. The sizzling new reality show set on the Caribbean island of Grand Cayman, where the rich come to play. But be warned, it's a small island and secrets don't stay secret for long. So come check out what's new on Hulu this month. It's streaming now and it's waiting for you on Hulu. Okay, guys, we are back with Maxine Trump. I just watched her movie To Kid or Not to Kid. And I just think it's such an important message to be to get out there. And I thank you for joining us. It's lovely to be here. Thanks so much for having us. Can you explain a little bit to our listeners what led you to make this movie? You know, it's really interesting because only when I got to kind of the so-called end of my biological child-rearing opportunity, um, did I really start thinking I have to make a decision about whether or not to have kids. It would never been something I'd really thought about. In the same way, I hadn't really dreamt about the big white wedding. I hadn't dreamt about kind of a lot of my future. I just lived day by day. I was very much that kind of person where let's see where this day brings me and what's the next adventure around the corner. And then I was realizing the more that people were asking me about my decision whether or not to have kids, I, I had to make a decision. And it, it started getting me kind of angry that I couldn't delay it like a lot of men can, <laughs> you know. Um, and then I, I was starting to look around and, and try and look for things that could help me with this decision. And there was um, one shorter film out there but, and a few books but this was back in 2013, and it really hadn't become the hot topic that it is now about deciding whether or not to have children. So I did what I, I do best, I guess, and picked up my camera, and I didn't enter into making a personal film. I was just going to explore this subject. And then I'm part of this great filmmaking community in New York, and I started showing test scenes to these groups, and they were like, you're, you're holding back you're not being brave. <laughs> and so that kind of turned the whole film around. And you started really leaning into it and talking about your fears and also the kind of the judgments that put on you. And a lot of what we saw in the film was kind of pressure from your mom almost, which I know is probably hard to talk about. But do you think that kind of started from a young, a young age? Or, you know, do you think that's just something that happened once you started saying, you know, no, it's not something we want to do? You know, it's so interesting because my mum was pretty cool about it at the beginning. Yeah. You know, years ago when obviously I was at a different age, she said to me, oh, you know, Max, don't look at having kids through rose-tinted spectacles. You know, she brought up three kids. She was a single mum for a chunk of time. And I was like, oh, thanks so much for being like super honest with me. And then it kind of started shifting as I got older. When she realized you were serious? <laughs> Right, yeah. Um, or, or at least, I mean, we just didn't talk about it very often because I just wasn't bringing it up because I didn't need to, right? Until I needed to or until people were asking me more and she wanted to ask me more about my decisions. So it kind of shifted. And I think that does happen for a lot of people. You know, you get to an age where, you know, you're either maybe, maybe in a, a committed relationship or you may be single and deciding what's your decision and um, if you are single are you going to then you know when is the best time or who do you go and you know right do you go freeze with? your eggs do you do yeah, this exactly. or is it not something you want to do and I think that's so often confused is do you not want to have kids or because of circumstances are you not having kids and I think that our nature is to be inquisitive on that and not realizing what we're putting on to the people that are deciding that they don't want to have kids. 
You know, and I love your story too, um, because I know you've had a journey as well. Oh, and I you. think um, for my, w w what I call my childless sisters and brothers, because it happens to men too, you know, um, it's really on my heart for them in a big way, because if they're constantly getting asked, that's even worse than me getting constantly asked. You know, I was told from a young age it would be hard to have kids, but the, the door hadn't completely closed for me. But for people that are on that journey, I think it's really, really difficult if they're asked all the time. Because where are they on that spectrum? They could be at any point, you know. Um, so I was really delighted, actually, because PBS commissioned me to do this spin-off series, right. which is kind of amazing. I didn't realize. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Um, because PBS as well aren't always notorious for being the most groundbreaking of networks, <laughs> right? Um, but we have this amazing spin-off series, which has allowed me to explore the, the whole, like I said, the spectrum of fertility or infertility or decision-making. And we have these amazing episodes. We have one woman who's in her 50s trying to decide when she stops doing IVF. And she's debating with a young woman who was a teen mum. And that it was an amazing episode. And we have a number of episodes where people, you know, we had a gay couple talking to a young gay guy about surrogacy. And it's been really fascinating. I've learned actually a, a hell of a lot about right. this over the six years of making it, uh, as you can imagine. So that was really exciting because, you know, fundamentally the film, I didn't want it to be my own story. Uh, and we definitely explore other people's situations. For sure. Like Megan. I mean, this is one that definitely like just to kind of give the listeners backstory. Megan is struggling to get medical permission to undergo elective sterilization. Yeah. And she is 25, right? Yeah. And she's gone to like four different doctors. Fifth now. Fifth, Fifth now. And yeah. I mean, the my question is in regards to this. What if she changed her mind? What if a doctor did agree to it and then she did change her mind? Is it the same as a vasectomy that you can have it reversed? You know, that's a question that a lot of young people, when they are feeling certain about their decision, that they get asked. And they really appreciate um, people that have gone before them that have shown that they haven't changed their mind. We've had, uh, we have a, a lovely... Um, characters in the film one woman who's you know in her older 60 in her 60s now and she actually lost her job when she came out about not having kids and Megan looks at her and looks at me and looks at Laurel Carroll that's also in the film people that have gone before that prove that their minds aren't changed um, but I did actually ask her because I did feel that that could have been one of the reasons doctors were using and she said listen I'll go to therapy for as long as they want me to go to therapy she's now five appointments later She's almost five years later, her husband, she was asked to bring in her husband to make sure her husband also Understood. agreed right. with sterilization, with her being sterilized. I mean, you know, she's in charge of her own body and she's not being taken seriously. And that breaks my heart. Right. I know that's, that was the one that I was like, wow, you know, it's unbelievable. And then kind of bringing it back to your story, Josh, your husband is in the studio with us and I, I think what I got, do you have, you have kids already? Yes. With, with, a, with an ex. Yes. So do you think that your conversations about you not wanting to have kids may have gone differently had you not? Yeah, I think that's a great question. And I think also because having kids, not having kids is such a huge thing. It's sort of impossible to say, oh, you know, yeah, if I didn't have kids, I would have thought X, Y, Z, you know <laughs> right. what I mean? You're sort of helpless, but to come from. The perspective where you are in life. So I feel like it probably would have been a different conversation, you know, if I hadn't had kids, but I kind of am powerless to know how different or, you right. know, how it would have gone differently. Because a lot of the people that had written in were saying that they're, you know, in, in relationships where it's getting to the point where their significant other might propose or they're getting that point and they're scared to have that conversation or they've casually mentioned it and it's kind of brushed over. So it's like, how do you really start to set that expectation so that you're not 10 years, 15 years into marriage, and then all of a sudden, like, you have to separate because you can't agree on this topic? Watch the film. Yeah. Honestly. I know. I mean, <laughs> right? I mean, that's really why I made the film, because I want this space, this kind of space for people where 
A, the ice has now been broken because right. they've watched the film. It's a very, very vulnerable kind of, for me, cringe. I cringe at some of the scenes, at oh how God. intimate it is. <laughs> no, but it's amazing that you're able to share yourself, you know, share your journey. Thank you. But I think that there's so many people out there that are questioning themselves and then almost putting that that pressure from other people onto themselves. Or really feeling that pressure. You know, I've had, in some ways, I've got away lightly that it's only been a few people in my life. Uh, at one screening in Ohio, and we were so excited, we did three screenings in Ohio where they're trying to institute, you know, these crazy abortion laws. And one young woman came up with her husband in floods of tears after a screening and said, I came here and I couldn't tell anyone I was coming to the screening. Not wow. one person. And I, I'm still getting chills when no. I think about it now because I sort of feel like if, if I've just made this film just for her, then I sort but, of feel my work's done. Right. You know? I know because the biggest thing is, you know, that we want is to not feel alone. Absolutely. And when we start feeling, you know, ostracized in any way or that we're alone or that people don't understand, then we start putting our guards up and we're not living the life that we want to live anyway. Um, but another topic that's come up a bunch, especially in the younger generation that I've spoken to, is actually the fear of getting pregnant is why they don't want to have kids versus not actually wanting kids. Yeah. Yeah, and I love that you're bringing this up right now while you're pregnant. <laughs> I know. I mean, it, it's it's such a crazy topic for me, but I like have to listen to my listeners because I did a, a big thing on infertility, and people, you know, really reached out afterwards and said, "We want to hear the other side of it." That's awesome. Like, we want to hear the other side because there, you know, we are out there getting questions constantly, and you know, I have said some things. In the past that, like, I didn't realize that my phrasing could be hurtful to other people. Mm. You know, just speaking from my own personal, I remember being at a place where, like, I was trying so hard to get pregnant that I put so much pressure on myself for, and no one else was putting pressure on me, but I felt all this pressure, like, this is my job. Mm. And I said that and people were furious like how could you say this you know like what is wrong with you you know and really it was just my own like so personal it, it's so personal and what you're going through when it happens you don't know until you're actually there and that wasn't to judge anybody else that was solely how I felt in that moment and you know but I have a girlfriend that's like listen I want to have kids um but I am scared one to carry a baby and I'm scared too that I'm never going to meet somebody yeah. you know so it goes so many different levels that and then she goes you know I'm scared and because of that I don't think I'm meeting people because I'm so scared all of the time that they're not going to be the one right. and then I'm not going to be able to have kids so there's so many different levels to this so many I think finding the language to talk about it and I made mistakes too I think a lot of people do because I think for, for many years we didn't really know how to talk about not having kids or having kids or how we were having kids and I think as we're seeing a rise in articles and podcasts and you know it's it's great because it's it's given us this opportunity to say hey did you did you hear that the other day or well let's talk about like oh let me just play this clip from Teddy's show you know um it allows us really to be much more open about it and I've even felt like my shoulders go back a little bit more when I bring this subject right. up instead of kind of carrying in a corner you know um, so it's exciting, actually. I think it's another way of empowering women. Yeah, I think I think versus where we want to clam up and not say anything, even if we just share, as opposed to getting frustrated or angry when somebody asks, because sometimes somebody's just asking, you know, one of the specials early goes, sometimes somebody's not asking because they're judging. They're just meeting you and they're trying to fill the conversation. <laughs> so, like, they don't know what else to say. So they're like, so, do you have kids? Oh, why not? You know, they, there's just yeah, open space. So and she goes, so you just can alter the conversation however you want. No, I don't. But you know what? I love reading or going skiing or whatever. Yeah. You know, you just move the conversation along. Or you've, you kind of dig into it if you're closer with that person and you want to actually have a deeper discussion about it. Because I do also think that in your head you start to think, wow, if... And I talked about this with an earlier guest, too, is, oh, if they don't want kids, maybe they don't like kids. 
and putting that on somebody. And and maybe they don't, or maybe, maybe they, they do. do. Maybe they love them. Yeah, yeah but it's not yeah. ours to make that decision. Totally, and and not to make people feel abnormal. Like I think what you've just said, like okay, that may be the icebreaker. It may be like asking what the weather's going to be you know, <laughs> right. today, and you're asking somebody if they have kids. But then don't go to that next level of either walking away, climbing up the conversation, because there's been so many people that have been hurt by then the next question. Right. Like, well, why have you decided to, you know, that's, that's strange or that's odd or, you know, why do you not like kids? Or do you, do, you know, it's like the follow-up question that's that can be really hurtful. So I, I agree with you. I don't, I don't mind if somebody says, uh, do you have kids or not? And I say, oh, no. And as long as they don't... They leave it there. Yeah. Or, but it's, or ask me something else. Right. Don't make me feel weird because I'm not weird because there's 20% of us. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that the number? Okay. Yeah, 20%. <laughs> good, good to know. Um, gosh, well, I, I do have to tell you guys... To, you've got to watch this movie, especially if you're in a place where you just want to be understood. There's so many different amazing women and men uh, in the movie <laughs> who um, are just being open and honest about their journey. And truthfully, I think regardless if you want kids, don't want kids, can't have kids, change your mind about kids, whatever it is you are, you're not alone. Mm-hmm. And you know what? It's whatever ends up happening and whatever you want, it's okay. And you know what? The people that love you will understand. And, and I, you might benefit from the different decision-making. Like, I'm sure you have... I mean, my sister has three kids and benefits from the fact I don't have kids. Like, and yeah. so it can be this mutually symbiotic relationship. And, and which, if you can start to also, at certain points, not take everything so seriously. So you can start to, like you know, laugh and have fun and enjoy the circumstances a little bit. I remember even when it came to my infertility stuff, I took everything so personal that I alienated myself from my friends and family because I didn't want them to know how much I was struggling. And then that just made me feel more alone. Mm, And I think the same can go for if you're so worried about people asking you the question about if you want kids or not, that then you shut out the people in your life instead of having the conversation. And then they don't know what to do. And then they ask the uncomfortable questions because they're kind of backed into a corner. Yeah. But I'm really pleased you brought that up about your own journey and and sort of alienating. Because I think we have to be careful about the words we use as well. Like I will never, there's, you know, there can be terms that I think are unhelpful um, on the people, uh, when people decide not to have kids as well, because they've been so hurt, you know, there's terms like breeder and things like, which I, or mumbies, and I, I do not sign up to that in any way. And I think what we've really tried to do in the film is really be inclusive, as inclusive as, pos- as possible. And you bring up humor. There's definitely some <laughs> fun moments in the film. For sure. <laughs> right? Because like you say, like, let's, Let's release some of this heaviness. Tension. Yeah. Because all that heaviness, like, what is it going to do? You're going to explode. And you're probably going to explode on the wrong person about yeah. the wrong thing. Um, but I, you know, I, I want the list. I encourage the listeners to watch the movie, but also keep asking us these questions. Keep, keep putting it out there because the more that we all talk about it, the more that we're all educating ourselves on the way to talk about it so that we're not hurting the people in our lives. We're supporting them. So um, thanks, you guys, so much for coming in. I really appreciate it. Thanks so much for having us. This is awesome. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another week of Teddy Teapod. I loved exploring the other side of this and what great guests we had. And listeners, please keep sending us in things you want us to talk about. We love it and we want to get some of your answers answered. So send an email into teddyt at iheartradio.com. Thanks for listening. Subscribe to Teddy Teapot on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring, well, The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu. 
Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zin 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.